Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father, for your presence in this place. Lord, we worship you, Lord. We glorify your name. We thank you, Father. We raise your name high. Father, once again, we exalt you, Lord. You are worthy to be praised. There is no other God like you, Father. You are our Father. You are our Redeemer. You are kinsman, Redeemer. You are Savior. You are all in all. Father, you are our rock of salvation. You are our healer. You are Father, the one who knows us better than anyone else. You knew us before the foundation of the world. You put our name in the books of the Lamb's books of life, Father. We are here to testify that you are real, Father. We are the proof of your resurrection. The, pro the prophets say we are the proof of the victory of Jesus Christ. Father, we grace your, our hands to you to lift your name high once again, to express our thanksgiving to you, Father. Thank you, Father, for that hope you put inside of our heart. We come here to worship you. We come here to glorify your name. We come here to hear from you, Lord. We thank you for the word of God that has declared us as a, a horror priesthood to come, Father, to praise you, to express our thanksgivings to you, to express our love to you, Father. We thank you for that, Lord. We know that there are many needs among us, but we know that there is the Jehovah Jara, there is the healer among us, there is the one who always comes to back up his own word, who never fails, and his word will never fail, Father. We glorify your name and we thank you once again as we commit ourselves for the remainder of the service. Bless each heart that came here, Lord, to hear from you. And those who couldn't make it for this evening, Father, you know where they are. You know the needs, Father. We send the word to them, Father. May you touch them. May you heal them. May you provide to their needs once again, Lord. Remember my family also have been affected. May you also touch them, Father, and heal them in the name of Jesus Christ. Remember Brother Ed, Father, we pray for him. May your presence be with him, Lord. May you continue to use him for your glory, Father. May you protect him and keep him safe, Father, in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Amen. I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ this evening. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. Thank you for the for Brother John for the leading the song. Thank you, musicians. Bless you. All right, a good atmosphere already. And uh, thank you for each person here, bringing the leak of fire. Amen? Amen. Um, God can only operate through human beings. He needs our hands, he needs our heart, he needs everything that we have. We don't want to be like Samson. We want to give him our members, the bodies. We want to give him our heart. We want to give him everything that we have. Amen. I'm sure you enjoyed the service this morning. Amen. And God is always faithful. 
You know, each minister inspires the other minister, inspires the church, but he inspires the other minister. And uh, that's what we, what we need. The Holy Spirit himself leading in his business. That's his own business. Amen? I invite you to read again the scriptures read on Wednesday. Just want to Revelation 19, 7, 8. So I'd like to go to a bit to the other side of the same coin. Seven says, Let us be glad and rejoice. Nineteen seven. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him, for the marriage of the Lamb is come, and his wife hath made herself ready. And to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. And he said unto me, Write, Blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he, said, and he said unto me, These are the true sayings of God. Just pray once again. Father, Lord Jesus Christ, we have opened the word of truth that can never fail, Father. We going it with trembling in our heart and also thanksgiving in our heart. There's a promise related to this scripture. Blessed are those who are invited. We believe that you are living in that time where we have been invited, Father, to participate, Father, to this plan of great redemption in our time. Father, we realize that we are not worthy on ourselves. We just want to rely on your grace, your mercy. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ that is cleansing us, washing us, separating us, removing the spots making us blameless before you, Father. We thank you for that, Lord. May you bless the remainder of the service and give us the context on the word. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. You can have your seat. Every day that we are living, we are getting closer and closer to the departure. Amen? How many believe that? That's why we are here, because we believe that we are going there. I also want to mention, thank you, musicians. There's been good specials, and everything was just perfect. Thank God for that. Revelation 19, 1 to 9. We want to read that while we're standing. It says, And I saw a new heaven, a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth we passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, and I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with man, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, no crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I will make all things new. Notice here, all things new. 
nothing of the old, nothing of what, what we see here, nothing will be, everything will be past, we'll have everything new and everything perfect. Amen. Amen. And says, then I say unto me, write, for these things are true and faithful. And I said unto, and, and he said unto me, it is done, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers, warmongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burned with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. I do believe that we are living in the, in the, in the, in the last age, as we all know. I believe that we are living in the last age and we are getting to the point where the cup of, the, uh, the, 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 the cup of sin is getting to the fullness. The cup of the Amorites and all the, Phil- and all the other people is coming to the fullness. It's getting to the point where the world is getting into a certain direction, is getting into a certain direction, preparing itself for tribulation. And the world it will go, will continue to decay and go in that direction forever. Uh, as it continues, there is nothing that's going to come, like to say, or things are going to improve when it comes to the world. It will go and it will keep falling apart. It will keep going in that direction. There is no hope for it. It might sound, uh, might sound bad or gruesome, <laughs> but that's what the prophet says. It's, he says, May I stop right here just a minute and say I believe that the people are in the preparation of the last great destruction this world will ever know. I believe we are the end. You can speak to people. You could put a Billy Graham in every city in the United States. They will drink whiskey and smoke cigarettes and laugh at you and everything else just the same. People have no reverence for God anymore. And he continues, says, they are in the spirit of the last days. And God cannot send destruction before the people are in the spirit of the, for destruction. God never did. God did. God never did destroy anything. Man always destroys himself. They need to get in that kind of spirit, and then God is going to destroy. But let me tell you, as the world is going in that kind of spirit, there is also a group that is going in another spirit that is getting himself prepared for the rapture. Amen. So there is a two different spirits here, but we thank God that we are not bound to go on the other direction of the world as the world is going. The prophet will say, we are actually, the coming of the Lord is, is way past due. We are living in a time of, uh, of the long suffering of the Lord. If we had to depend only on what he had to, if we had to depend on, we have to measure on how he, he, he prophe- prophesied, how he himself implemented and intended to do, we are way past. We are way past you. Let me read the prophet here, as I'm trying to put it in a way that the words that he himself put it away, but let me just read it. It says, And I might stop here just to say these words. Now you can quote me because I know it's going on tape. It's going on tape back there. I believe, I believe the coming of the Lord Jesus is way past due. I believe it was due a long time ago. This is the prophet speaking. 
I believe it was a long time ago, but it's because of the church it is not ready to meet him. Now, if you'll notice, he says, as it was in the days of Noah, in the days of Noah before the flood, how it will be, and God was not willing that any should perish, that, but that all might come to repentance. Then he suffered long. So in the time of the patience of God, in the time of long suffering, in the time of God allowing people to come back to him, that is allowing things to go a little bit, a little bit further. So it's not time to, to stay behind. It's not time to play church. It's not time to try to put things for a long future. It's the time to be serious with God. It's the time to be more sincere. It's time to stay with the word of God. It's the time to let your soul be fed with the word of God. It's time to align yourself with the word of God. It's not time to try to spend on different things. It's time to, God, where is the status of, how is the status of my heart? Let my heart reflect to you. Let every morning I look at, I look into the mirror of the word of God. I want to see the word of God being reflected in me. I don't nothing of the world. I want only you, Lord. The bride is getting herself ready for the rapture. The world is getting ready for tribulation. We are getting ready for the rapture. We have received the message of preparation. We have received the message that prepares our soul for the body change. It prepares our soul to be changed, and that change for the soul to get into the change of the impact of the change of the soul will have an impact on our spirit. Always, we already see that, that impact on our bodies because it's bringing this body under the subjection of the Word of God. It says the flood stage was way past due. Down in Egypt, it was way past due. Do you get it? In the antediluvian destruction, now way past due, the destruction and judgment and coming out of Egypt was, was way past due 40 years over time. 40 years over time. That's the reason I say, I would say, Brother Bonham could see an image, you could see in the vision, he said, as he say, he's saying, I'm not prophesizing, but I see that beyond 1977, there is nothing else. It's complete darkness. I don't see anything else happening out there. It's complete darkness. It's because the world has rejected, the world has rejected the word of God. There was nothing, there was no light anymore in the world. Even in the, in the, in the religious world, they have rejected their husband. They have rejected the bride, the bridegroom. They have rejected the word of God. It was complete darkness. But we thank God out of that darkness, he has brought the people to the light. There is still a light among the bride. Once that light is gone, it's finished. We are the one holding the judgment upon the world. Once we go out of this place, it's complete judgment. Judgment is already there. But thank God, he's already he's giving a little time for the bride to get herself ready. But the reason I say, if the church does not get herself ready, that's your duty to get ready. The bride has made herself ready. The garment is paid for. They are ready, but you must be ready to wear those garments. The church has made herself ready. We cover that in details, but just allow me to go back to rehearse a few, few things here as we stop at some point, and then I will go to the other side a little bit here, but just allow me. So don't let anybody wait too long. Looks awful close. The harvest is truly ripe. The great combine is already on the way. So no time to, to, not time to languish, time to stay, time to... Um, um, 
trying to translate that from French to English. It's time, you know, traîner les pieds means you, you have your time. You, you're just taking your time. That's how I want to translate, but it's not coming in English. So <laughs> I'm just giving you that. It's a time to have the urgency in the heart. Amen. We can, see, we can see the flashing red light of the sign of his coming. It's already flashing there. It means there is no more time. That's why we see, as the Bible we have read here, it says, he will make everything new. He will make everything new. But let me tell you, he must make everything new in your heart. He must make everything new in my heart. There must be a regeneration. There must be a transformation in the heart. There must be a change. It's a change of the heart. It's not about the law. It's not about do's and don'ts. It has to be a regeneration of the heart. Lord, restore my heart. Change my heart. Change my affections. Change my memory. Change the things I take pleasure in. Change everything. Let you have the full preeminence in my heart. It's you and only you that I want. The prophet says, and says in preparation, once again says, he says, how many people, I'm so sick and tired of seeing people thumbing their way to heaven. They just say, you believe that? Yes, you believe that? You believe that? There is, that's a hitchhiker. Brother, God is not God. God and God such thing as that. A man's got to be born of the spirit of God, a regenerated, made a new creation, or is lost. This, this prescription does not change. You need a new birth. You need a change of mind. You need a change of heart. Amen. We need a change of heart. That's exactly right. We got to believe it. We got to accept it. You say, well, I believe that settles this. He said that, no, it doesn't. Well, I believe that settles it. No, it doesn't. I told you the other night that Ken was a believer. But I'll give you a little stronger meat than that tonight if you want to believe it. The devil is a believer. The Bible says that he is. He believes and trembles. The devil is a believer. Now, if belief and faith in God is all you have to have to be saved, then the devil is saved according to, according to the word of God. That's right. Brother, it's God to take the Holy Spirit. It's God to take a new birth. It's God to take a regeneration. It's God to take a new creation in Christ Jesus. Faith has to produce, you believe, we believe, but that faith has to come to the level where God accepts that faith when he seals you with the Holy Ghost. Yes, you believe, you believe, Brother Banam came, you believe in the message of the hour, but God, I want to go further. I want the reality of that, as the song was said here. I want the reality of the word. The prophet preaches an infallible realities of God. He says, yes, Job had a representation of God. He thought about God. He thought about different things. But one day he got the reality. One day he got the revelation. We need the revelation. This is still valid today. It's a must. We can never overemphasize on the importance of the new birth. People, you must have a reservation to change God. Have you made a reservation for heaven? The prophet will ask. Remember, you must have a reservation. You can't get on the other side without a reservation. This is not a message to try to make people scared, but it's a message to say that we are on the right path. 
because we have received the message that is giving us a warning. We have received the message that is giving us the garment. We have received the message that will give us the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you, there is no Holy Spirit outside of the message. There is no way to be born again of the uncorruptible seed of God outside of the message. There is no way to be prepared for the rapture outside of the message. So it's an encouragement. We are on the right path. Last time we stopped at the place where the young boy from Chicago came to that little girl. And he was looking for Christ-like character for the bride. And he found her. And she was patient, waiting Instantly for her, waiting continually for him, rather. Just want to go on the other side to show how we should be thankful for a message of preparation. We have received a message of preparation. We have received a message that is making the bride ready, is helping the bride, giving the material to the bride to make herself ready. If we look in the Old Testament, are you still with me this evening? If you look in the Old Testament, Esther had to make herself ready, but she couldn't do it on her own. She needed to rely on the advices of the king's servant, a guy who knew the desire of the king. No matter how she could try to make things on herself, she had to rely on the advices of the servant of the king. Because the servant of the king knew the desire of the king, knew what he likes the most, knew the things that he likes the most. She couldn't make herself on her own. No, that's why the prophet knew. If you read the message, you know the prophet, how he goes. He will even tell you, I know the prayer that God answers. We could be, but I'm a Christian. I have the Bible. I can read. He says, I know the kind of prayers that the Father answers too. Because he knew the desire of the king. That some people could be there and, and condemning the prophet. But why are you always insisting on the woman how they should dress? On the men how they should behave? On the different things? Teach us all about all the different things. Teach us all the great things. He, he was repeating that constantly, even to the very, very last messages that he would preach. He would say, how can I, how can I teach them algebra when they don't know the ABC? I know what the king knows. I know what the king desires. So you need to come and listen to the advices of, of the servant before you try to do anything on your own. Because he has the secret for the king. He has the secret of how to make it on the other side. He has the secret because he knows what it takes to go on the other side. Praise be to God. Esther 2, 13, the Bible says, Then thyself, then thus came every maiden unto the king. Whatsoever she desired was given her to go with her out of the house of the woman unto the king's house. Now when the turn of Esther, 15, I'm jumping to 15. Now when the turn of Esther, the daughter of Abihel, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her for his daughter, was come to go in unto the king, she required nothing but what Agai, the king's chamberlain, cham chamberlain, the keeper of the woman, appointed. And Esther obtained favor in the sight of all of them that looked upon her. So Esther was taken unto king as a hyrus, excuse me if I'm not saying it properly, you need to judge me in French. <laughs> Sorry, I love it. 
Ahasuerus into his house royal in the tenth month, which is the month of Tebeth in the seventh year of his reign. Look how the symbols are related to what we are believing. She had to go in a certain month. She had to go in a certain year. You can't go in the presence of the king without a Revelation 10.7. You can't go and make it on your own without Revelation 10.7. You need those voices. You need the revealed secret. You need the truth to cleanse you. You need the word of God to purify you. You need the word of God to be, to be able to have a garment to put on to go in the presence of the king. Praise be to God. And the king loved Esther above all the women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. If we have to just look on the conditions of being a virgin, all the others would have qualified. But there is a special quality here. There is a special requirement here. She had to obtain grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. You see in the revelation that the scripture that we have read here, it says, to her it has been granted. Granted. To her it has been granted. So that he served the royal crown upon her head and made her queen instead of Vashti. The prophet says, Esther was to become a bride. So she didn't want none of the adorning of the world. She wanted to go in to the king just like she was. She adorned themselves like the Pentecostal woman ought to. Remember here the prophet is referring to Pentecostal women not as part of the denomination, but remember Pentecost is an experience. As a denomination, they denominate, they organize as an experience. You cannot denominate an experience. You cannot organize an experience. It's a personal experience. That what is relating to here, she has, she adorned, she adorned themselves, the prophet language, she adorned themselves like the Pentecostal woman ought to, with a meek, humble spirit. When all these fancy first ladies come by with all the new Fandago things, the king looked at them and put them in the chamber with the concubine. She had to have a meek, humble spirit. Before the prophet preaches all the seven seals, he had to start with a message of simplicity, with a message of humility. Bride, in order to, it's not, it's not, it's not thing you get by intellectual learning, it is to have an attitude of humility. God, may you give us a heart that is humble. Let me say, sometimes we miss that, that kind of spirit of being humble. God likes humility. God likes a humble spirit. He put them in the chamber of the concubine. Notice that in the time of Esther, all the virgin girls were under the custody of Agai. Esther 2.8 says it. But only Esther required nothing but what Agai appointed. It means they had... They heard the same message, they listened to the same message, they saw the prophet in our time, they could hear to the tapes and everything, but only one accepted to follow all the tapes that all, all the, what the tapes were saying, what the message was saying in order to be accepted by what the, what, by the king. Remember the other part, the other part was rejected. I refer to them as the foolish virgin. 
They didn't have oil. They didn't have Christ's character. They didn't have that spirit of humility. They didn't subject themselves to the word of God. They want to do things on their own way. They had their own desires. But Esther followed all the things that has been appointed by the servant Agai. Let me say we thank God for the servant Agai. Just put yourself in that representation. As she's going in the presence of the king, she saw one being rejected yesterday, the day before, the day before, the day before, the day before. But we are listening to the same message, but why are they rejected? She doesn't know. But, but, but you, you, did you follow what he said? Yeah, I followed all to the point, but at some point I chose something because I, I thought that, yes. As she's going through that in the presence of the king, I think how, how she's go, things that are going through her mind, am I going to be accepted? Am I going to be accepted? Am I going to be accepted? But Agai told me this. Agai told me this. I'll just follow what Agai told me this. Am I going to be accepted? But Agai told me this. Am I going to be accepted? Agai told me this. Am I going to be accepted? Agai told me this. All her confidence was what Agai told her, and that was she was leading every step of the way. Not on how she looked herself and how she could think herself, our reasoning. She had just to rely on what Agai had told her, and that was her salvation. The same for us, for the bride. Are you going to make it? I will make it because Agai said so. Prophet says, but when Esther came into the sight and she got a glimpse, he got a glimpse of that sweet, humble, meek spirit. He said, that's her. Go get the crown and put it on her head. And then, and then the prophet says, let them adorn themselves with what kind of spirit, not only the woman, but the man too, adorn themselves with that kind, with that kind of a spirit. Then you are becoming ready for the bride, sweet, reverend. Esther made her heart clean. Made her heart clean. There is so much we take care of this outside. It's got to have so many wrinkle removers and so much of this to go about it. I was going that direction, but we need the heart to be cleansed. Oh, praise be to God. The saint on the other side, let's be able to say, the saint on the other side, when the Brother Bottom had that vision or that experience to go on the other side, they had to rely on one thing. They told Brother Bottom, you know, if you had not come, if you had not come, we would not be here. It's not just the Brother Bottom as a person, but the ministry received the responsibility, God, the word of God that he preached. If you had not preached the word the way you preached, if you had not stayed faithful to the word of God the way you stayed faithful to the word of God, we would have not been here. Let me tell you, if the word of God, if God didn't meet you, if God didn't meet you, didn't meet, didn't meet me, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't make it. It's only God's grace that he sent the word of God to cleanse us, to wash us, excuse me, to cleanse us and to wash us. It's God's grace. Amen. Amen. The prophet continues. Esther cleansed himself. She cleansed her heart. That's what she cleaned. That's what the church needs, a heart cleaning. How do you clean your heart, Brother Branham? Washed by the water of the word. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. How am I going to make myself clean? 
Lord, wash me through the bleeding word of the hour. Let me stay immersed in the bleeding word of the hour. That's what is going to clean my heart. That's what is going to clean my soul. That's what is cleansing me, the revealed word of the hour. I was reading in Peter, it says, you are purified by obeying to the truth. You are being purified by obeying to the truth. You are sanctified by the word. You are sanctified by the truth. My word is the truth. How are you going to make it? The blood is there. The bleeding word is there. Amen. I'm saying I'll go to the other side a little bit. May God give us the sensitivity to the Holy Ghost. They are here to be washed by the word of the word. We are here to be washed by the word of the word. Because it's the full gospel. It's not sparing anything. It's grabbing out the roots, the root of bitterness, the root of indifference, the root of the world. Grab them out, Lord, by the Holy Spirit. Cast them away from these people. It takes us to be willing to stay under the voice of God, to be cleansed, to be washed in our heart. Amen. Revelation 19.8 says, as I refer to it, to her was granted that we should, she should be arrayed in fine linen, cleansed and white, for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. We don't want our own religion. We don't want our own cover. We don't want our message cover. We don't want the message tradition. We don't, run of, we don't want of none of these. We want a cleansing from the heart. We want the cleansing of the word of God from the heart. The intent of the heart has to be changed. And how can it be possible? The word of God is there to make it possible. Amen. Adam and Eve tried to put their own apron. They sewed their fig leaves together and made themselves their own religion. But it didn't bring them into fellowship with God. It has to take God himself to intervene. God is the first one who took the lamb and killed the lamb. Think about it. God was the first killer of a lamb. In the garden there, God was the first killer of the lamb in order to cover his son, in order to cover his daughter, to remind us that there is, there is a promise of the perfect lamb of God who shall come. He's the only one who can bring full restoration. He's the only one who can bring full fellowship. Amen. Amen. As we go through the word of God, if you... Go to the church ages. As you see each church age and you read all church age, you come to the only church, and the church of Laodicea. You realize that it's the only church where it has been mentioned about the remnant, the remnant to be given to the overcomer. The Bible says, counsel me and buy white remnant. White remnant in the Bible is called the righteousness of saints. Buy of me white raiment, buy of me gold tried in the fire, the fire of Calvary, the prophet says, buy of me gold, the holy oil, the holy oil of God poured out, buy that kind of gold, buy the righteousness of the saints that you may be healed. It shows that it's not the man is talking about buying here, it's not buying with money, buying with things, but it says it is available there. If it is available just make yourself, make, make yourself willing to accept what is available there. 
It shows once again it's God's grace given to us that we have been given. We have the opportunity to put on the wedding garment because it's only in this age that has been made possible for that. It says only to you and only in that age can be given the wedding garment to the white to the wedding garment to the overcomer. It means as we have received, it means as a promise gives to the to the overcomer in that age, in that age that will come into they will come into the rapture. It means the promise given to the bride, promise given to the bride to be able to put on the remnant for the rapture. The remnant going into the wedding supper is given to the bride in this last age. Of course, every age, they have to receive the Holy Ghost. They have to receive the Holy Ghost for every age. But as a promise to relate to that, to that age, it's trying to emphasize on importance how close it is, how we close to this, to that event that's going to happen in that age. It means I'm going to give you a white remnant in that age. I'm going to give you the promise to the overcomer of that age. Amen. We'll come back today to try to qualify that. As we read into the promise of the rapture, the promise of the rapture is a, is a twofold desire. In the sense that we desire to go, to be, we desire to be with him, but it's also God's desire to be with us. God is longing for fellowship. God is longing to be with his bride. We are his wife. We are the lamb's wife. He wants to be with the wife forever. That's God's desire. It's his God's desire. He makes sure that that desire be fulfilled too. As we heard on Wednesday, he's waiting on you. He's waiting on me. He's waiting on us. It's God's desire for that to be fulfilled. Amen. The prophet says, Jesus asked only for one thing, is to be with you and I. He asked a prayer to the Father. I want, I want them to be with me wherever I am. I want them to be there. It's a desire for him to be with his wife. The same as we have a desire to be with him. It's a desire that should trigger us. It's a desire that should, that should drive us. It should be that desire that should lead us. It should be that desire that should bring us to be faithful to him. It's not a law. It's a desire to be with him. It's a desire to please him. It's a desire to fulfill his word. It's a desire to walk with him. Amen. He went because of that desire. He went to prepare us a place. In the natural parents prepare a place for their natural baby. Now we had a little more baby this uh, couple of months, so they know what I'm talking about. <laughs> a natural parent has to prepare a place for the baby. Talking about God's pre-planning, I can't comprehend, my little mind cannot comprehend the pre-planning of God. But it's there. But I can't comprehend it, but it's there. I can't understand it, but it's there. Your birth here was pre-planned. Your natural birth was pre-planned. No matter what our great, great fathers, great parents went through and every different things, we can't understand all things, but God was preserving the natural seed to the point that we can be here today. The event that we are living today, it was already pre-planned in God's mind before the foundation of the world that will be here. Now, let me tell you something. If the natural birth has been already pre-planned before the foundation of the world, how much more is the pre-planning of the spiritual seed inside of us? 
Let me tell you, if God has prepared, I was reading the Bible, it just, it just, it just touched my heart so much. The Bible is saying, what, what is a human life? What is a human life? A human life is like grass, it's like grass. It just withers and passes away. And it, just a moment, human life is nothing. But there is one thing that endures, is the word of God. Only one thing abides and liveth is the word of God. Then I came to my mind, oh Lord, if for the something that is like a grass, my heart, my life has been pre-planned before the foundation of the world for something that passes like a grass, how much more for the birth that is born of the uh, uh, unfailing body word of the Son of Man, how much more did you pre-plan for that part so that it can never fail, so that it can never miss the rapture? Oh God, I just want to rely on what Iga is telling me because by God's grace, we will make it. Amen. That's the way this old body is you. That's the, way this, that's the way this old body is you. I'm quoting the prophet here. It's bore the image of the heavenly, yet it is not you. You are on the inside of that body. You, the Spirit of God, you, the Spirit of God, is on the inside of that body. That's what makes the outside come into subjections because the inside is pulling it, see, bringing it in line with the word of God. Your inside, you yourself, your being. It's not you, you, you are not the flesh that we see. It's only 80 cents. But the inside of the inside is the one that has to have the full preeminence. Is the one that has to bring this body onto subjection. That's why we take care so much of the inside. If in the natural, in the natural, if you go to the restaurant, you see something in the in the soup, you throw it right away because you don't want it to affect your body. How much more we should take care of the soul because that's the most important thing. Don't allow anything to go into the soul. Don't allow your womb of the heart to be open to anything else but the word of God. Only the word of God should prevail in the soul. Amen. Because we want what is in the soul to take, to take other things under subjection of the word of God. Am I making myself clear? Amen. We know that God's promises are true. God cannot speak any word without it being confirmed. The word of God is true. He will, he will empty heaven, he will empty heaven in order to back up his own word. Nothing should, not, nothing, if nothing, if there's one thing that can never fail, that can never fail is God breaking his own word. God can never break his own word. It will always come to pass, amen, because of God's word. But remember what he's saying here, when he's, the two scriptures that we read here. When he's talking about the lamb's wife, he's himself insisting to make sure that we understand. He says, write these things, John, for these words are true and faithful. God himself making sure that we understand that these promises are true and faithful. These promises are true saying of God, they can never be broken. What it takes is the womb that can accept those promises for that age. The same thing as it was for Mary, the same word that was given, a virgin shall conceive. That promise went through almost 800 years. It was circulating, circulating. But one time in due season, that word of God found a womb where it could be. It could be, 
in and he gave the promise for that age. Let me tell you what we need is the word of God that has been given for almost 2,000 years waiting for the rapture. Now there is a bride that is making herself ready. Lord, I open the womb of my heart for the word of God to be fulfilled. Think about it. Martin Luther could not express the attributes of God that we express. Only the bride can express the attribute of God that he intended to be expressed in our age. Those attributes will be expressed in our age. Only in our age, the seed is coming to the full maturity. Only in our age, the seed is coming to the full stature. These are not just saying. This is, should bring an attitude. You should bring a, a reverence. You should bring sincerity. You should bring, Lord, help me to stay in tune with what a guy is telling me. Brothers and sisters, I believe that heaven is a real place. Just the same that this is a real place. I believe that heaven is a place just as real as this, where we don't, where we don't set up there for eternity and just sit there on a cloud. God of the prophet. I believe it's a reality. I believe heaven is a real place. You cannot dissuade Joshua and Caleb once they have received, once they have seen the earnest of the promised land. You cannot dissuade them. You cannot persuade them in the other direction. They have the evidence of that land that it exists. You cannot dissuade the bride that that land doesn't exist. We know that it exists. We know it's our promise. How do you know? Because the Spirit of God is giving, the Spirit of God is in me, the earnest of that promised land. Already the change is happening in the inside. How is that change happening? You see what the prophet is giving. How that change is happening? The desire are being changed. How the change happening? The things that I used to love are being changed now. How, is, how, how do you have that confirmation? Because it's not me doing things. It's the Holy Spirit working through me. How can you say that with full assurance? Because I'm working on the advices of Haggai. I'm not working upon my own advices. <laughs> Revelation 21. 4, 5. It says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow, nor crying. Neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. This is our incentive. This is our encouragement. This is the incentive for the overcomer. If things like these don't stir our heart, God, what else could stir our heart? Amen. Are we finding our satisfaction here? This is not the place we can find our satisfaction. Our satisfaction is in Christ. Is our portion. Is our all in all. We are going to the other side. Amen. That what you store us. Remember the promises that the, the, the example the prophet put for that little boy. The mother says, I could present to him. I don't know if it was a box of chocolate and everything. But that boy, he was not interested to that anymore. I realized there was something wrong. How can't you be interested in that? That's what should interest you. <laughs> Let me tell you, if the promise of going on the other side is not interesting to you anymore, there's something wrong. Are you finding satisfaction here? This is your promise. This is your promise to go on the other side. We just need, Lord, help me because that's where I'm going. 
Nothing else should satisfy me. This is where I'm going. This is my promise. The prophet says, each message to each age holds out an incentive to the believer, encouraging him to be an overcomer. Thereby be rewarded of the Lord. When he's giving a, an advice, when he's giving, a, when he's giving a, a reward, a promise of reward, it's not to say, oh, I'm going to heaven only for that reward. That's not the desire. That's not the intention. But as, as, we, are, as we are going through that, as we, are, as we receive, as he's giving this message for the believer, it is, it is an incentive to the believer, encouraging him to be an overcomer. I pray that this evening that what I'm doing, I'm giving incentives to be an overcomer. Incentive to the believer to be an overcomer. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. Keep pressing on. The promise is here. Amen. Think about it. The promise he gave to the overcomer of the first age pertains also to the overcomers of all ages. The promise that is given to every age, the promise that he gave, like I mentioned, the promise he gave to every age, even the promise that he gave for the last age, for the, for the remnant, is the promise that applies to all ages because it is an incentive to every believer. But we have the grace of God to be able to see all the promises pertaining to the bride in our last age being revealed to us. The other, as they are going through this time, sometimes they didn't understand those promises. But as the bride for the last age, we understand those promises. That oh, some of the promises will be fulfilled in our age. It should give us an incentive to press on. Amen. Amen. Revelation 2.7. He that hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. I'll just read those scriptures to give an incentive for the believers to overcome, to be an overcomer. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. The same tree that was, that, that was denied to Adam is the tree that is given to the overcomer. Think about it. Revelation 2.11, he that heareth, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. He that overcometh shall not be hurt of the second death. This message is to comfort us that the second death doesn't belong to the one who is born again. As the Bible says here, those who are going to the second death is those that, that are unbelievers and all the different things. So if someone is in that category, this is the time for you to change the category. Come in the category of the believers. Come in the category of the overcomers. Oh, the Lord is good. Amen. Revelation 2, 17. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna, and will give him a white stone, and in the stone a new name written, which no man knoweth, saving he that receiveth. It's really a revelation, personal revelation to you. 2, 26. He that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. Revelation 3, 5, he that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment, and I will give, I will not blow out his name out of the book of life, and I will confess his name before my father and before, before his angels. He gave that promise also in that, in that part already to the white raiment, but he also will come that to that in the last age as well. 
Revelation 3, 16, 12. He that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my, of, my, of my God, and he shall go no more out. And will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. 321, to him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame, and I'm set down with my father in his throne. Oh, I like that. There is a reward for overcomers. Press on, Lily, there is a reward for an overcomers. If it's in you, lay aside the mud and everything else, keep pressing on because there is a promise for an overcomer. Amen. The prophet says, in the, how can I overcome? He says, if it's new, lay aside the mud and everything else and press towards the, the top as a lily. Press towards the top to sit with me on my throne. And the church ages says, as the throne of the king is shared with the queen because she is united to him. So only they that who are of that word, even as he is, as, as he is of that word, shall share that throne. So in order to be part of the sharing the throne, you, be, you need to be united to the word of God. You need to be the word of God. You need to be the word of God in order to be part of sharing the same throne as him. Amen. Praise be to God. Let's read again 3.18, what I had in my notes. But I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in fire, and that I mayest be rich, and white raiment, that I mayest be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thy eyes with eye solve, that thou mayest see. Amen. So we are going to a place where we are going to do things. Where we are going to live, where we are going to work, where we are going to enjoy, where we are going to spend time with eternity. Why would you change? Why would you exchange that for something else that is temporal? Why would you enjoy your life in this time when there is a great promise? Even if you give to a person millions of years, millions of years of being a young person, there will be an end to that. Why not choose the path of giving you eternal life? Why would you exchange temporal things for something that is eternal? Oh, look, look at that. Look at what the Bible says. I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Why would you try? Why would you, you want to escape the suffering of the present time in order to enjoy this present time? And you are putting aside the glory that is going to reveal to us. Take on the other side. Take side on the other side. Because you can't compare that. You can't measure that. You can't express that. When the prophet went on the other side, he says, I can't say that with my words. There is no word to describe it. There is no word to describe what I saw on the other side. It's perfect. It's sublime. You can't describe that. That's where we are going. The same for the Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says, who for the joy that was set before him and drew the cross. 
Jesus Christ had to endure the cross before the joy that was before him. Let me say that joy was to be with you and I. That joy that was the desire of fellowship to be you and I. The same here, we are going through the sufferings, whatever it might take, trials, persecution, whatever it might take, but I am going to endure all these things because there is a joy set before me that I cannot express with my own tongue. Oh, amen. I was talking to one brother, and uh, we, we almost got married at the same time, I think one month before me, He's going to the fourth children. He got the first child, so, so uh, um, it was not that one thing, but just a little bit to relax myself as well. And, and so we were joking a little bit, oh, four already. And he says, oh, yes. So he gave me a little kind of a joke. He says, um, you know, the, the, when my wife was giving birth, the nurse told her, you know, just give, just give this child to someone else. You already have four. And... Uh, I don't think it was a good advice to tell the mother that time, but <laughs> but but the sister she, she she was still even in that condition she was still inspired so she told her she says you know I suffered so much for this baby that I cannot exchange this baby for something else. Then the brother said, "Oh, praise be to God." Jesus Christ suffered so much for me that he cannot exchange me for something else, no matter what it is, because he had the joy set before him. Amen. Praise be to God. I kind of like that. <laughs> Look how you earthly parent before you come here, before you know you was coming, your baby was coming, you make ready for the coming, they made ready for your coming. They made a little crib, they got a little, some little booties and little clothes and so forth. They made ready everything for you to arrive prepared before you even come on earth. The same thing for our spiritual father. The Lord Jesus Christ went to prepare us a place. As the new parent was mentioned here, little baby wanted, but before the little baby comes, the mother is craving for different vitamins. She's craving for different cantaloupe, watermelon, and different things. The father has to run here and there to, in order to grab that. But you know why she's doing that? The prophet says because there is something inside. Just to maybe finish that quote or that thought. Things that are to be. There is something in us that calls to do right. Then God will call somebody on the platform or the pulpit that will preach the absolute truth. Why? See, it shows you. Then if you are a real child of God, you begin to cry out, God, take it away from me. Circumcise me from this. Take these things away from me. Why? It's needed for your heavenly home that you're going to, where is going, where is gone to prepare, where is gone on to prepare. You got to be a real word, bride of Christ. What he's saying here is, is you don't know why other people, they hear the same message, they hear the same thing, but there is nothing, there is no craving in their heart for the things you're craving on. 
But you, no matter how things might, no matter how the word might come so hard, but you recognize that that's what you need. You crave for that and you cry to God, God, circumcise me. Take anything that is not yours. Take anything that is not reflecting you. Take anything that is not reflecting your glory. Take anything that is not going in line with the word of God. What is doing that? It is God inside of you doing that. It's the proof that you are part of it because other people don't have that desire. God gave you that desire because he knows that you are part of him. He prepared that the same way that in the natural way, the natural parents prepare and the mother has a desire. Something inside of her is pushing her to have certain kind of desires. We also heard from our theophany, something inside of us is pushing for more of God. God, give us more. Give us more of you. Give us more of you. It's God's doing the work. That's why he explains don't take it lightly. That's why it explains God's grace in our life. Because the same thing we hear, people, they are the world, they are the world rejected by, by God's grace. We hear it. The prophet talks about Abraham having the three pools. And I just want to read to you, and it just struck my heart. In the soul that's in prison now, it says, In the days of Sodom, the first pool was the righteous lot. I never thought about it. But say the first pool was the righteous lot. The Bible says the sins of Sodom vexed his righteous soul daily. How them women act and done. And the first message was Lot. They laughed him to scorn. Then they sent another messenger, two of them, and they went down. That was his second pool for Lot, for Sodom. But look at the one that went last. There is more and more mercy. It was all over then, all over at that time. That third messenger that went down there, the third pool, what was he? What kind of ministry did he have? He sat with the elected and told them that was taking place behind him. So he said, uh, I'm skipping things, but he says, he sent messenger before him, but when he went down himself, right, to find out all the things was so, he found out it full of what? Painted faced woman and the message of the doomed, the message to the doomed. What they do? They laughed at it. What do they do today? The same thing. I belong to the assemblies. I belong to the oneness. I dance in the spirit. Glory to God. Think about it. The first pool to Lot, the first pool was sent to, the first pool that was sent to Sodom was Lot. His heart was, his heart was vexed because of the sins that was happening in that city. He could, he could, he couldn't, he could, his heart, his heart was tormented for the thing that he could see in the, in the, that city because he had a little bit of righteousness. He knew what is right. He has been taught what is was right. He has been with, he has been with Abraham. Let me tell you, the righteousness that was in the heart of Lot because of what he knew, that same righteousness was with, with Abraham because Lot knew all the things that he knew about it because of Abraham. Because he walked with Abraham and he has benefited from that righteousness from Abraham. Even though he went in Sodom, let me tell you, the righteousness that he, had, he, that he went with, that righteousness was also staying with Abraham. Abraham had the same righteousness in him. He didn't go to Sodom, but his heart was also vexed for the things happening in Sodom. But he didn't go into Sodom. Are you following me here? He didn't go into Sodom. The thing that was happening in Sodom was vexing his heart, but he didn't go into Sodom. 
But Lot went into Sodom. We are not, as a bride, we are not going to go into Sodom. There are some people that are going to go into Sodom. The borderlines will go into Sodom. But the seed of God will stay with the word of God and stay on the side of the word of God. Remember the second pool for the Sodom was the two messengers went on the other side. They went on the other side and they brought condemnation on the other side. But remember for Abraham, he also had the second pool. The two messengers came to Abraham. They visited Abraham, but they didn't bring judgment to Abraham. They, talked about, they brought to Abraham mercy, as the prophet says. It was mercy after mercy. Remember now the third pool. The third bull happened when, he, when, when the third messenger goes to Sodom. He brings judgment to Sodom. But the third messenger was also with Abraham. But he didn't bring judgment to Abraham. He expressed grace to Abraham. To a point where Abraham could even intercede for those who were on the other side. Let me tell you, we don't need to hear the messages of, of, of the two messengers that went to Sodom. We have all that we need to make ourselves ready. We have all the messages. We have all the message to make ourselves ready. We don't need to hear messages that bring judgment on the other side. We have the message that brings grace to the bride. You know, I had sometimes, uh, uh, I'm not trying to be critical, but I just want to, to, to help the bride to focus on the right thing. Sometimes I have messenger believers and they send me message or sermons of Pentecostal ministers and they're good messages. I'm not against that. But we have what we need to make ourselves ready. We don't need to hear Oral Roberts and Billy Graham, the messengers who went to Sodom and Gomorrah. We have the messages to make us ready and give grace, grace, grace to the bride. Rapturing faith lays on those messages. Esther, are you going to make it? I'm just following what Hagar told me. Just keep on adding on as you keep on going. You're growing into the stature of son and daughter of God. The prophet, the quote of the prophet. My God, God, able to prepare us and to give us that crave, that crave in our life that we want to see something. How many here want more of God? Why? It goes to show there is more for you. See, you're craving it. Your little birth pains are coming on. See, you need more so that we can be happy and free and perfect. We got to be, amen, things that ought to be. In the preview of the bride, you were there. In the preview of the bride, I was there. In the preview of the bride, the last one who was going there, we were there. <laughs> That's what is driving us because we are, trying, we are fulfilling God's promises in our time, amen. I'm going to close. Musicians can come as I'm reading this part. There is a heaven to go. There is a hell to stay away from. Let's just keep pressing on. Let's go home. 
Just like the womb of Mary could catch the germ, a virgin shall conceive. Like a palm tree could be created, an oak tree on a hill, his word did it. His word can catch into your heart right now. I'm a believer, Lord. Things that are to be. Lord, I'm a believer. Lord, I want the word of God to come into the soul of my, into the womb of my heart. Amen. You love him? Yeah. I want to encourage you with that. Sorry, I went a little bit uh, in the remnant. I feel like I didn't express it properly, but the promise that we are part of it was given other ages as well, but we, we, are, we are fulfilling. We are going through that. We are, the desire of the prophet was to put to dress that bride with the dress of the word of God. We want to be dressed with the dress of the word of God. Amen. Let's sing almost home, almost home. Well, I'm almost home. I'm almost home. Well, I got a mansion waiting and I'm almost home. Oh, hot to die. 